Romans and Romans Bay, so we remember them in our prayers today. Uh, we welcome our preacher this morning, Keith Marlin. Good to have you with us, Keith, and God's Lord will bless both your hearts. Uh, notice for the uh, coming week for us follows Colin Nation is taking our Thursday Bible study in Fairmeet, and that's here at 7.30, and uh, also on Zoom. Uh, next Thursday, we expect Bush Hogg as our minister. Gracious God, we give thanks that we're able to gather on this Lord's Day morning. We give thanks for goodly number here. Pray, O Lord, that thou wouldst do us good as we worship together, as we learn from thy word, as we pray and fellowship together. And help us to worship in spirit and in truth, with reverence and with fear. And be with all thy servants as they minister the word of God today, wherever it may be. Our brothers here ministering elsewhere and whatever's that we know. Lord, do help them, we pray. And many more we don't know. And we pray for the word of God as it goes forth in this world, O oh Lord, that needs to hear the gospel. So hear us, we pray, forgive us of our sins and help us now. In Jesus' name, amen. Shall we sing our first hymn, number 44? This day at thy creating word, first o'er the earth the light was poured. O Lord, this day upon us shine and fill our souls with light divine. Number 44.
Let us read from God's Word, the, from the book of Exodus, book of Exodus and chapter 13, and we begin at verse 17, and we read to verse 14 of chapter 14. So Exodus 13 from verse 17. And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones away hence with you. And they took their journey from Succoth, and encamped in Epham, in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud, to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp before Pihahiroth, between Migdol and the sea, over against Baal-Ziphon, before it shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land, the wilderness have shut them in, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, that he shall follow after them, and I will be honoured upon Pharaoh and upon all his host that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled. And the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have ye done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? And he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. And he took six hundred chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with an high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen, and his army, and overtook them encamping by the sea, beside Pihiroth, before Baal-Ziphon. When Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, 
Hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us, to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. May the Lord bless to us the reading of his word. And we sing again our second hymn, 673. I waited for the Lord my God, and patiently did bear. Length to me did incline my voice and cry to hear. 673.
Let us pray together. Gracious God, we come on this Lord's Day morning. We give thanks, Lord, for the desire in our hearts to be here, for the health to be here too. And Lord, for those who are not able to join us, who are away or not well, we remember them at this time and to help them and be with them, we pray. But Lord, we pray for the help of God. Here this morning, we need the help of God at all times in our lives. Oh Lord, we all have different responsibilities, different challenges, different things that face us from day to day. And Lord, we may even at this time, be feeling perhaps not at our best, may have really been struggling of late and things can be on top of us, but may we know the help of God and may we know the love of God in our in our lives, and may it be that we can say, yes, Jesus loves me. Not because I deserve to be loved, but because even before the world was founded, his love was set upon me. And Lord, may it be that we can all say, despite all that's going on in life, yes, I know the love of God. I know that I've been saved by grace. And if we are strangers to grace, may even this day we become acquainted with the one who will forgive us and save us from our sins. O Lord, give us the joy of the Lord in our hearts, we do pray. And may we know with that joy, strength, O Lord. Lord, we do come, we do give thanks, Lord, for our great God, the God who created this world, God who sustains it, the God who has sent his Son the Father sent his Son into this world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. We give thanks for the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, the God-man, the one who came into this world to save sinners, the one who himself was without sin, for how could he save sinners if he had sinned himself? Oh Lord, he was without sin. Oh Lord, we know that we are sinners, but Lord, we know that in Christ there is now no condemnation 
Though we sin each day, need to be forgiven. Yet, O Lord, may we know the cleansing of the blood and the clothing in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, we do pray for the word of God as it goes forth here and elsewhere uh, this day. Maybe some congregations will just have a few. Others will have more people. The Lord is not the size of the congregation that's important. But, O Lord, may there be amongst the people of God a desire to hear the word of God. May, O Lord, our desire to be here, may our motives be right, that we want to meet with God, we want to hear more of God's word and the the love and the power and the and to know more of the Lord Jesus Christ and the great salvation that he gives. Lord, we pray for our land. Lord, it's a needy land. We are to pray for those in authority and we pray for our king and the royal family. Oh Lord, sometimes we, we don't know how to pray when we see how things are going in the world. But Lord, we are to pray for those in authority and we know that God is ultimately in control of everything and everyone. So Lord, undertake, we do pray, grant wisdom, even though perhaps our leaders will not ask God for wisdom, yet, O oh Lord, grant to them wisdom in, in their leading of the nation and perhaps on a more local level too. We pray for the building up of the church. Lord, churches do close, but we give thanks that the word of God continues to be spread and that the Lord is building his church and sometimes, Lord, the disappointment of something can lead to a blessing in other ways. So, Lord, we, we know our God is in control of all things and our God is sovereign and does work in a mysterious way. And, and Lord, there are many times that we, we perhaps are baffled with how things and go on, and perhaps with the Lord's leadings, dealings with us in life. But we know our God never makes a mistake with anything. O Lord, we do pray for all those for whom we uh, are so thankful for in life, those in the medical service and in the utility services, and Lord, there are many things that we can 
take for granted, but we give thanks, Lord, for the blessings and privileges that we have in, li in living in this country when we think of others in other lands who know nothing of this. We pray for the church of God worldwide. We pray for the persecuted church. Oh Lord, we often read of many examples of persecution of the people of God throughout the world. And Lord, come to their aid to protect them and help them. And those who have lost loved ones, Lord, to draw near to them, we pray. <clears throat> and Lord, thou art able to uh, stay the hands of of powerful men and women. O oh Lord, we we read of Pharaoh, and but we know that his heart was in the hands of God, as all those in authority, their hearts are. So, Lord, do hear us, we pray, and Lord, may this be a good day for us, we do pray. And Lord, help us each one. May there be a blessing for each one of us. And Lord, for those in particular need this day, Thou knowest that the needs that we each have, the things that burden and trouble us. And Lord, help us to cast those burdens and cares upon the Lord, for he cares for us, and he will never suffer the righteous to be moved. So hear us, we do pray, and forgive us of our sins, and Help us in our daily walk with thee that it that help us to walk circumspectly. As a people of God, we pray. May we show that we are Christian. The name of Christ is in the in the name of Christian. And may there be evidence in the Christian that indeed Christ lives in them. So hear us, we pray. We give thanks for thy word and help, Lord, as we consider it together. Help me in speaking and those who listen. May we hear, O oh Lord, with ears to what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So we ask it all in Jesus' precious and worthy name. Amen. Let's sing again our third hymn, number 107. 107, O Lord, enlarge our scanty fault to know the wonders thou hast wrought. Unloose our stammering tongues to tell thy love immense, unsearchable. 107.
In the 1950s, Frank Worrell, Clyde Walcott, and Everton Weeks famously played cricket for the West Indies team. They were batsmen, and they were collectively and affectionately known as the three W's, made quite an impact uh, in the team in the 50s. Three W's, Worrell, Walcott, Weeks. Well, I've got three W's uh, for you today. Not to do with cricket, though. And two this morning and one this evening. I want to sort of spit up uh, the thoughts into two uh, halves. And the three W's are wait, watch, and wonder. And this morning, wait and watch, and God willing, wonder this evening. The key verse is Exodus 14, 13. Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Those words in particular in that verse. Reminds me of Psalm 46.10, a verse I'm sure we know so well, which says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. And it's not always easy, is it, to stand still or be still. Often we can be quite frenetic and frantic and pacing around. And it's very difficult, isn't it, for us to look, just sort of stop, consider, uh, and just be still and sort of just calm down, as it were when the heat is on. But that verse in Psalm 46, 10, there is a comfort in that verse that says about God being exalted. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. And perhaps we look at the world and all that's going on and we think, Things are out of control. But let's remember that God is God. God is unchanging. And God is working his purposes out. And he will be exalted among the heathen and in the earth. The sort of these first say, 14 verses of Exodus uh, 14. And sort of look at those, uh, particularly this morning, and then perhaps the rest of the uh, chapter this evening. 
just to sort of make comments as we sort of go through. The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before Pihiroth, between Migdol and the sea, over against Baal-Ziphon, before it shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness have shut them in. And it would seem, it would seem as though, you know, that how the children of Israel escaped Egypt. And now they're sort of now in a situation where they seem to be sort of trapped, sort of mountains and then, and then the Red Sea. And they've got coming behind them uh, at great speed and ferociousness the Egyptian army. And sometimes in life we can, we can perhaps feel a little bit, we can feel sort of entangled by things. And it would seem as though here perhaps the Lord is, is, is dealing them with them in a very sort of strange way. But we sort of, but we are reminded, aren't we, of Isaiah 55, 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. And, you know, God is infinitely wise. He knows what's best in everything. And he doesn't make mistakes. We do, and, and, and sometimes maybe we look back in life and, and think, you know, things have worked out in a very sort of strange way. But God knows what he's doing. I've probably mentioned this before, like of an embroidery. Sort of one side of this embroidery is lots of sort of threads that seem to be random and seem to be all over the place. And the other side is a beautiful picture. And that's sort of how we, how perhaps the Lord's dealings with us. Sometimes we, we think, what is the Lord doing? But he knows exactly what he is doing. So it doesn't look good for the, the people of Israel. They seem to be sort of trapped. And they're being sort of now pursued by the Egyptians, Pharaoh's heart. We often read, don't we, of Pharaoh's heart being hardened when we think of uh, all the plagues. And, uh, you know, there, there was sort of a temporary softening uh, and then, and then when the plague went away, and then, and then his heart was hardened again. So it was very much like that with Pharaoh. And there's fear, because verse 13 says, fear not. Fear ye not. There's many fear, fear nots in the scriptures. 
And uh, I don't know how many there are, but there are many, many times that fear not uh, comes up. And that's, that's good, isn't it, for us to think of those. You know, we're, we're not to, uh, to fear. And there's sort of like complaints, too, that we have. Uh, when we think of the Egyptians, they, they were hot in pursuit. And we read in, in verse uh, 11 concerning God's people, they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? They were in slavery in Egypt, and yet they seemed to sort of prefer that. Verse 12, is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And sometimes, you know, we perhaps now look back at life, and I'm sure we've all done it, and say, well, things were better years ago than they are now. Oh, for the good old days. I'm sure that that's an expression that we perhaps have used and and heard. Oh, for the good old days. But, I mean, there's a lot of things now which are much better than they were uh, years ago. But I'm sure there were things that were good about the good old days. I just remember a silly example like when I was young and it was at this time of year in August I was not at school and my mum would always give me jobs uh, to do uh, about the house. Uh, There was always things that I was doing whether it was cleaning or cooking or or whatever it was, hoovering, uh, I had these jobs to do. And particularly when I was at home in the school holiday, that certainly was an opportunity then uh, for me to be used. And I remember Mondays were wash day. Mondays were wash day. And uh, I remember having to help mum with, with the washing. We, we weren't a big family. It was just my mum, dad, and my sister and myself. So we weren't a big family. But Mondays was wash day. And we had this big Burko boiler. And you had to put water in it, heat it up, and then put the detergent in, and then put the clothes in, and then it would, be heated up and whatever for a while. And then afterwards you had these big tongs that you would take the clothes out and put in it into the sink. And then you would transfer it to like a spinner rinse. And that had to be filled up with water as well. 
and, uh, and then you, you put it into this spinner. It's quite a performance, washing the clothes. And then, and then after that, they had to be hung up sort of out, outside. And we didn't sort of have a, sort of a, a line that you just put in the ground. It, it just swivels round. We had washing lines that went all the way round the garden, just a single line sort of went all the way round the garden. And uh, so it was quite a performance, you know, having to do the wash. Whereas now, so <laughs> you've just got a machine and you just sort of, you just put the, bung the clothes in and you do a few, press a few buttons, put a detergent in, leave it for an hour or so, and then it's sort of done. It's so much easier now. So we certainly wouldn't want to go back to those days then of, of that, but. But, so, but sometimes, you know, I'm sure there's perhaps other things uh, that we can think of. And, and then we think today, we think things are bad now. But uh, there are good things about living now uh, compared to things of years ago. And there was sort of like a kind of a resignation, wasn't there, with the, with the, the children? Well, you know, we're, we're trapped now, and, and Pharaoh and his chariots, his army is coming after us, and you know, there's no hope, sort of, for us. A kind of a, a resignation, and fear, and complaining, and. You know, there, there can be very much that spirit that we can have and we need, don't we? We need to be reminded of those words in verse 13, to not fear, to stand still and then see the salvation of the, the Lord. Just another thing about the complaining and the and the desire of of the children of Israel to still be in Egypt numbers 11:4 to 6 says the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting and the children of Israel also wept again and said who shall give us flesh to eat we remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks, and the onions, and the garlic. But now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manna which the Lord had given them before our eyes. So there's sort of a complaining, unthankfulness. You know, the Lord had given them this manna, and yet they were sort of, you know, desiring, you know, what they had in Egypt. But they were in... A slavery there. They were in bondage. And, you know, if we are the Lord's this morning, we, we, we shouldn't be wanting to our life as it was before we were saved. No, maybe that our life now in some ways is, is, is a lot tougher Perhaps when we were in an unconverted state, life seemed to be going along quite well. But now we are 
Christians, and it seems like we're having a lot of trials in life. But we should never want again to be in an unconverted state, in an unsaved state, because we know that despite the trials that we're going through in life, that we have a glorious hope and a glorious future uh, and a place prepared for us in glory. And, and, and that should sort of stir us up, that should stir us and should, and should galvanize us and, and should and spur us on uh, in our Christian walk. Yes, the enemy was coming in like a flood, wasn't there? Here for the children of Israel with Pharaoh and his army on the charge. And as the Lord's people, we're not facing chariots and, and armies like, like this. But Ephesians 6.12 tells us we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's quite a catalogue there of, of, of enemies that we have. But it sounds imposing, doesn't it? But God is greater than everything and all. And he has defeated the devil and he is if we are the Lord's, we're on the victor's side, aren't we? And that's an encouragement to us when we might be put off, when we, when we think of those words, or, or these principalities, all these powers, all these rulers of the darkness that are against us. If God be for us, though, who can be against us? Well, we haven't got to the W's yet. The first one is wait. As I said, wait. And I'm sure that we all wait. You might wait for a bus. Or you wait at the post office. Or there's a long queue. Or I think I'll, uh, I'll come back later when the queue is, is not so long. Or you're waiting on the telephone get through to a surgery or, or something and you're told or oh, you're 20th in the queue and we're so used to waiting but we probably don't like waiting and very often isn't it you're on the road and there's somebody slow driving along and they get overtaken and, uh, and get tooted and flashed, you know, get on with it, you know, go faster, you know. This is 50 miles an hour you can do here, not 30. And so we're all used to, to that and the impatience of people with not waiting. Just a couple of scriptures. Psalm 27, 14. Wait on the Lord. 
Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. It's, it's sort of repeated. And very often, isn't it, that the things are repeated, and I'm sure that's for emphasis, that things are repeated. Uh, as Paul said, rejoice in the Lord. Always, and I say again, rejoice. And so it's kind of repeated. And sometimes we, we read of the Lord addressing somebody and will call them by their name perhaps twice uh, to really sort of emphasize a point. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Here we have some shalls. They shall mount up. They shall renew their strength. They shall walk. They shall run. And there's also the knots. Then not faint, not be weary. So that's a, that's, a, that's a lovely verse, isn't it? Isaiah 40, verse 31. So it, it's... You know, sometimes we have to wait. And perhaps, perhaps when we pray about something, that's the answer that God gives, is to wait. Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. But very often it's wait. Habakkuk 2.3 says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie, Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. In that case, it concerned the, the breaking of the Chaldeans' power over God's people, and that would come. And we know that God will ultimately triumph. Well, he, he has triumphed in that Jesus was risen from the dead. So death has been conquered. But we know that Satan still is, is at work in this world and we, we see that in so many ways. I don't need to remind you of, of that as it's obvious. But here it wasn't, wasn't to be a, a long wait because verse 13 goes on to say, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. And the Lord would fight for them, and ye shall hold your peace. Just sort of sit tight, stand still, and, and just... Yes. Be still and know that I am God. So 
So let us wait on the Lord. Maybe sometimes we have to wait for the Lord. But a kind of a waiting on the Lord. A dependence upon the Lord uh, at all times. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. And for emphasis, wait, I say, on the Lord. And then we have watch. And again, just one or two other scriptures to mention to you that speak of watching. Matthew 26, 41, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Here was the Lord giving advice to the disciples at a time when he could have just sort of just follow all just about himself, what he was what he was having to go through. There in the Garden of Gethsemane and what followed. He could be forgiven for just thinking about himself. But no, he was concerned about the disciples who were sleeping. And of course, Peter would deny the Lord and Yes, the spirit indeed is willing. As Peter said, well, I'll die with you, Lord. But then he would deny him. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So watch and pray. Yes, it's, you know, it's important, isn't it, that, that we pray and that our prayers, it's not just praying for other people, which is what we should do, but praying for ourselves as well, as well as glorifying God. There's, there's lots of elements, aspects to our prayers. You know, the, I think it's Acts, isn't it? About adoration, confession, thanksgiving and supplication. Uh, and that's quite a, a good way to uh, perhaps dif, dis, describe prayer, act, adoration, praising God. It's not just giving God a list of our problems or other people's problems, but adoring God, praising God. Con, con, confession, yes, admit. Admitting that we are sinners, and, and each day, even as the Lord's, we sin against the Lord. We need that daily cleansing. And thanksgiving, it's good to, good to be thankful, isn't it? I was always taught, again by my mum, always to write a thank you letter. You know, when it was my birthday and and Christmas, or the, the, my birthday and Christmas, they come very close together so I could get away with one thank you letter because I often got given a joint present anyway. But, you know, I was taught the importance of thanking people. 
And writing thank you letters, perhaps, is, is a dying art now. But uh, it's good to acknowledge, isn't it, other people's kindness to us. And so we should acknowledge what God has done for us. And there's so much, isn't there, as the Lord's, that we can thank God for. Chiefly, if we, if we are the Lord's, that we're forgiven, that we're saved, that we're going to, to heaven one day, that he will help us through the trials of life. And, you know, I'm sure we can look back in life and say, I've got a lot to be thankful for uh, that God has, has done. 1 Timothy 4.16 says, Take heed unto thyself. Or as the ESV puts it, keep a close watch on yourself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Yes, it's important, isn't it, that we keep a watch of our, ourselves, take heed to ourselves, our behaviour, what we, what we do and what we read and, and, and everything. Yeah, there has to be that examining of ourselves. And then unto the doctrine, isn't it? It's important, isn't it, that we attend somewhere where there is sound doctrine taught from the pulpit. And that's so important, isn't it, in our day. And I remember going back to many years ago when the Lord led myself and my mum and dad to Emmanuel Church in Salisbury. And that was a time that we were struggling spiritually and then we came to this church and suddenly the word of God was preached as we hadn't heard it preached before and the reformed faith suddenly really embraced the reformed faith and I really loved the doctrines of grace I couldn't get enough like a sponge I couldn't get enough of the teaching of God's word and I and I thank God for those days um, because they had a real impact upon me spiritually. And that there was a good pastor there and that's important. And it reminds me of Hebrews thirteen seventeen: Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief but that is unprofitable for you. It's important, isn't it, that preachers and particularly pastors, yes, of, of how they, they teach and the responsibility on them that they watch for your souls, that they must give an account. At Ebenezer in, in Hastings, God willing, James will... Uh, officially bring, begin uh, our past, uh, his pastorate in January uh, of next year. And what a responsibility on him 
and on anyone going into the pastor, one or two other uh, men that I know of who who are have had their trial period or, or are seeking to go into the ministry. We thank God for these men. But what an awesome responsibility uh, upon them. Because, of course, with them and with us, Matthew 7.15 says, Beware of false prophets. So watch out. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Yes, they can be quite subtle and deceptive and we must be careful of them. So easy, isn't it, to be easily lured away, led astray. Not just through preaching, but perhaps in other uh, aspects of life too. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And we see that so much, don't we, in society at large. So we have wait and we have watch and more could be said, of course. And then perhaps we'll look at the, the word wonder this evening. But may these just these few thoughts uh, be a uh, help to us uh, this morning and, and the other scriptures that are referred to as well. It's good, isn't it, to look at other scriptures too. And inter- scripture interprets scripture. And it's good, isn't it, to... It's wonderful, isn't it? You read something and then you immediately perhaps think of some other verse or some other passage that is so uh, apt and applicable as well. So may we know God's help and help us to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And may it be that we can all say, I am saved and that the Lord has saved me. And may we rejoice in seeing God at work in saving men and women uh, today in our world. We'll leave those few thoughts now with you. Amen. Let's sing again, or sing up in closing, rather, our final hymn, which is uh, 703. Yield not to temptation, for yielding a sin, each victory will help you some other to win. 703.
that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Saviour, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. <laughs>